0: Turn in your Bibles this morning to Exodus chapter number 13. Actually, we'll start in 12, Exodus 12. You know, I was thinking as the young people were singing about that, singing, I will rise, no more sorrow, no more pain, all the things, what we're going to experience when we get to heaven. And I thought, you know, I was talking for a minute about how blessed we are to live in the United States of America. But we're even more blessed than that. To get fo- to get to look forward to living in heaven. I mean, this is a great place to live, but compared to heaven, it has it leaves a lot to be desired. And so I'm I'm excited. we you know, there's no better place in the on earth today that I'd rather live than right here. And then to think of after this, when I die, I get to go to the best place there is in all of the you know, all of eternity to live and spend all of eternity there, and we truly are a blessed people. Talking this morning for a little bit about Exodus, and uh, I was reading this morning with Chloe, she likes to, her and I will read a chapter and take turns and read every other verse, and it was funny because we were reading in Exodus, Exodus, and it seemed like every verse that I got was the short, you know, one line verse or line and a half, something a little simple, and then Chloe would get the... You know, ten line long verse with all the Hivites and Jebusites and Hittites and Amorites and all these different things, and she just started laughing about it because it was it was funny. We enjoyed it, but this this story of Israel's exodus out of Egypt. And I was looking this morning, and I, I kind of looked at this before, but I looked a little bit more at it today, and I was looking at the maps and different things. And really, what where I'm going with this this morning is the way that sometimes God takes us to get us to His destination is not the way that makes sense to us. If you look at the children of Israel and the way that they went, you look at look on a map of the the direction that they went to get to where they were going. It's crazy. It's pretty messed up, but it you know I, I was thinking about that in my own life and some of the ways that God has moved in the different areas that God has taken us to. Just just for example, when I was in Illinois, it seemed at the time crazy and strange to me, and my wife would agree with this. It still seems crazy and strange that God took us from Illinois. To Georgia. Okay, I have nothing against Georgia. I enjoyed our time in Georgia, but it was strange. I mean, it was, we had, you know, 150 or 200 different times young people in our youth department in Illinois, and God took us from that to a church that had 17 people in the whole church when we went to Georgia, and allowed, it was, you know, we were in the the city in Rockford, Illinois, and uh, which isn't a, you know, it's not like it's the nicest city. It's one of, you know, top five in crime rate per capita, I think, in the United States on a regular basis and all those different things. It's, there's some rough areas in Rockford, but I, I loved our time there. And God took us from there to Georgia, and it seemed kind of strange that He would do that. But the honest fact of the matter is, from Georgia, God brought us here. And I'll, I'll just be honest with you. When I was in Illinois, I loved what I was doing in Illinois. I thought I'd, I'd, I'd die as a youth pastor. I loved being a youth pastor. I thought I'd be that till I was 100 years old. That's what I was enjoying doing. God was blessing. I was thankful for the opportunities. Got all the things when I was in college, the things, everything that I dreamed about as a youth pastor that I would want to do. You know, how awesome would it be to have a big greyhound coach bus to take to youth conference, have it just jam-packed full of kids, get out of youth conference, and to have all these kids. I dreamed, when I was in college, I thought, man, if I had a youth department that had like 40 kids in it, that would be huge, that would be awesome, I can't even imagine. And God allowed us to do all of those different things. And how cool would it be to have a youth department that was big enough that you had to have more than one bus to fit all your kids on, on to go to a youth activity? How cool would that be? And all those different things that God blessed and God did. And then he took us to Georgia up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. And I kind of thought, well, that's just strange. But it's what God wanted. I have no doubt. My mind is where God wanted us to go. But he took us down there. And to be honest with you, when I was in Illinois, if anybody had called me and said, hey, we're looking for help in the maintenance department... We need somebody to come and and fix toilets and paint walls and tear out floors and do all that kind of stuff. To be honest with you, when I was in Illinois, if somebody had called, I would have said, well, I, that's not my thing. I know how to do those things, but that's not really what I want to do right now. I'm happy where I'm at. I wouldn't probably have given it much consideration, to be honest with you. But God took us to Georgia and God blessed there and used that place in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. But I had been there for three and a half years and the Lord led and I I resigned the church down there but still didn't know where I was going. And we prayed about it and asked God and we had planned to move to Wisconsin just get involved in my dad's church up there and wait on the Lord to see where he wanted us to go. And two weeks before we moved, we already had the U-Haul reserve, we were going to Wisconsin and Pastor Wilkerson called and said, hey we could use some maintenance help at Hiles Anderson College. And because Pastor Wilkerson had been praying for me and been keeping in touch with me after I had met him in April of that year, my wife and I talked about it and and very quickly decided it was what God wanted. But God had to take us, and, and that's what we came here for, was to work on maintenance and finish my degree. And God used that. And to watch how God has worked in so many different ways, and I could give you story after story of my whole life watching God work. You know, it, it, it's amazing what God takes you through to get you where He wants to be. If you look at the, the nation of Egypt on a map, if you're if you're facing me, I'll try to do it backwards, okay? So if this is Egypt, Israel is right up over here, and the land of the Philistines, the Bible says that God didn't take them through the land of the Philistines. I'll show you the verse in just a minute. To, the quickest, easiest way to get from Egypt to the Promised Land would have been to go right around the bottom of the sea right there, right through the land of the Philistines, and right into Israel. But instead of that, when God took the nation of Israel out of Egypt, instead of going what would be north and east... He took them south and east, and then he took them to a place where they crossed, where they ended up crossing the Red Sea. It's it's very wide on both sides, and it's kind of a narrow area. But the water came up around them, where literally they kind of got trapped in that spot where he took them to. And it boggles the mind to think, God, why in the world? Why would you do that? How would you do that? You look at the numbers, and there's six. The Bible says 600,000 men plus women and children and others that were in the, the, the mixed company that was with them. Plus, keep in mind, it wasn't just sometimes we see it in our minds or we see pictures of it. It's just, you know, so easily probably 2 million plus people. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the typical back then. It wasn't the typical American family with one and a half children. And, you know, they had a lot of kids. They had a lot. And so it wasn't just all those people, though. Keep in mind, they were moving. It was their entire households. And if I, you know, if I'm carrying one heavy thing from here to the back of this room... I'm going to take the most direct route to get me from here to there. If I move when I moved from Georgia to here and I had all that stuff the U-haul full and the van full and everything else full and we were packed and overpacked and everything else you know what I you know where I didn't go on my way from Georgia to to Indiana I didn't go to California It's not exactly on the way but God had a plan. God was doing something in the nation of Israel. Chapter number 12, <clears throat> starting verse number 30. The Bible says this. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt for there was not a horse where there a house I'm sorry where there was not one dead. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as ye have said. Also take your flocks and your herds as ye have said, and be gone and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste. For they said, We be all dead men. And the people took their dough before it was leavened. By the way, that's not money, okay? They took their dough and ran. It was Before it was leavened, and that's one of the things, they hadn't had the time. They were in that much of a rush. They took their dough before it was leavened. They were on their way out the door. Their kneading troughs being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses and they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians. You know, it's one thing to spoil a city or an entire nation. After you've destroyed them all and you went in and slain them all and you take their things. But to have them say, here, here's all of our stuff. All of our jewelry, our clothes, or whatever you want, just take it all. The Bible says they spoiled the entire nation on their way out the door. Verse 37, and the children of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot, that were men besides children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, even very much cattle. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for today. Lord, I pray that you'd bless us next. Lord, I've just got about five more minutes. I pray that you'd bless our time, but I pray that you'd help us, God, to realize that just because something to us looks like the way it ought to be done doesn't mean you don't have a different plan because of what you're trying to accomplish. God, I pray that you would... Um, bless us this morning. I thank you for our veterans. Lord bless them as well in Jesus name I pray. Amen. Egypt and the nation of what would become the nation of Israel, the land of Canaan. If you had taken the direct route around the bottom of the sea right there, there are not any decent sized bodies of water to cross. But God had a plan. God said, hey, I'm not quite yet done with the nation of Egypt. I want to bring them completely to their knees and they're not there yet as we see because right after the Israelites left, Pharaoh takes off after him with all of his army. God said, I've got one last thing to accomplish, but I need a big body of water to do it. So Moses, you're going to go south instead of north. You're going to head down. And he knew where the the land of Canaan was. They had talked about it. It had been promised. God had taken Abraham there and showed him where it was. So there wasn't a mistake in the fact that, well, they didn't really know. It's not like they were wandering around not knowing where they were going. They knew what the final destination was. Because God had already showed Abraham and he he had told them, this land is what I'm going to give to you. I imagine, as a as a man, if the leader had said, you know, if if Pastor Wilkerson said, "Fellas, we're going to take a trip, and we're all going to go," you know, they, Washington, Illinois, they had an alumni and friends meeting for the college in Washington, Illinois this week, which is west and a little bit south. And if Pastor said, "Fellas, we're going to Washington, Illinois," he had got on eighty ninety four. And headed for Detroit. Now I trust my preacher and I want to follow my preacher. But just in my mind and in my heart, I would probably be thinking, this doesn't seem right to me. I may have even called or texted pastor if I was following in another car and said, hey preacher. Or if I was riding in his car, I might have said, hey pastor, are we going to stop by someplace else before we head to Washington, Illinois? And if he said, no, we're on our way, I would have wondered if maybe his GPS was taking him the wrong direction or what was going on. The people of Israel, they're following Moses and he takes them this way. I'm going to skip down for just a moment. Skip over to verse or chapter 13 and verse number 17. Chapter 13, verse 17. The Bible says this. And it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. In other words, it wasn't like God got confused. God purposely didn't take them through the land of the Philistines, even though that was the closest way, that was the most direct route, although that was near. He didn't take them that way. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. He knew that there would be battles going through the Philistines, but also there wouldn't have been any way to protect them as far as the water and all those things. The Egyptians come after them. And God said, in order to accomplish my plan, in order to keep them from turning back, God's leading I'm going to give you four things quickly. God's leading is not always near. It's not always the closest, easiest way. It's just not. It's oftentimes a more difficult way because God's trying to accomplish something else. Look at verse number 18. God's leading is not always easy. Verse 18, But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up, harnessed, Out of the land of Egypt. They had a plan. God took them down through the wilderness. It was a more difficult route. But again, God had a plan. It's not always easy. And then thirdly, God's leading is not always sure. Verse number 21 of chapter 13. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. You know, He only gave them enough light and enough direction for the next step. All day, every day, at any point, and God did. Sometimes during the night, sometimes all night long they were traveling. Because God said move. And then what do you do, you know, if at midnight God just stops the pillar of fire and says, okay, set up camp here? Well, why couldn't we have done that six hours ago when it was still light outside? Why we got to move in the middle of the night? Or what do you do if all of a sudden somebody sounds the signal at 2 o'clock in the morning and says, hey, the pillar of fire is moving, let's go? I just picture at my house, my wife saying, honey, get up, let's go, and me saying... Really don't want to. I just went to bed a few hours ago. I'm not ready yet, and I just really don't want to. But you know, when God leads, it's in His timing and in His way. The last thing—it's not—we don't know what the future holds. What's down the road necessarily? A day, a week, a month, a year. But God will give us the light that we need, the direction we need for today. And lastly, God's leading is always consistent. It's always consistent. Chapter 13, verse 21. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them in the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and by night. I, I gave you the wrong verse for the other one, but his leading is not always sure, but his leading is always consistent. He's sure, it's just that we're not sure. His leading is always consistent. We need to just trust the Lord. You may be right now going through something in your life that you say, God, I do not understand. This doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right. I, don't, I can't handle this. I can't do this. I don't know why you're going this way. I think we should be going that way. I know that that end goal is what you have in my life and you're taking me this direction and it doesn't make sense. God is in heaven and now upon earth. His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. And His ways are oftentimes different than our ways because He knows what we need. He knows where He's taking us. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Lord, for today. God, I do love you. I pray that you'd help me to trust you more. I pray that you'd help all of us to trust you. Lord, when we're faced with circumstances and situations that we don't understand, that we can't see, that don't make sense to us, Help us to understand that if we're walking with you and being obedient to you, that you are in control and that you do have a plan. Help us to submit to it. Again, God, I do ask that you bless our preacher this morning, bless our services. We love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.